and welcome to the WCU Podcast Podcast. Your host, Josh Thompson, joined as always by... Patrick Frazier, uh, joining you via Zoom again today, Josh. Absolutely. I appreciate the accommodation request is all me this time. Uh, so I appreciate Patrick letting us do another Zoom. Even though we have been doing them in person, uh, schedule got kind of crazy today. So uh, thought we'd uh, thought we'd kick it old school and do, do a little bit of a Zoom podcast for you. But Patrick, I'm excited today. We are talking about uh, and giving updates on what is happening on campus uh, this fall, because I think that uh, if you if you read stuff online, if you talk to students and alumni and parents, the one thing they want to know is, well, it's COVID, so is anything actually happening on campus? And like, is like, are the kids bored or what's going on? And so um, we're highlighting three areas today of, of what kind of activities are taking place and what's happening on campus in the time of COVID. And I think that when I was doing the research for today, I was I was really impressed by kind of all the things that were going on. Yeah, there's a lot more going on on campus than you would realize, a lot more than just some buildings being torn down currently, uh, which is still sad to watch our former homes of Scott and Walker slowly being demolished for the new residence halls to be constructed on campus. But between our athletics and activities and, and everything going on in the classroom, there's a lot of fun and happening events here on campus this fall for students. Yeah, so we're going to give a mid-semester, and it feels weird, Patrick, as we are at the end of September as we record this, uh, that we are technically mid-semester um, as we wind things down prior to Thanksgiving this year as, as opposed to extending it into December. So technically we're right about the mid-semester point. Uh, and so we're going to highlight three areas of stuff going on on campus, Catamount Sports, Campus Activities, and our campus recreation and wellness. So all of those uh, different categories have got some interesting stuff going on. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit about their, their safety planning. We'll tell you about the events that are doing, but I'm excited to, to chat about kind of what's happening um, on campus right now, because I do think um, it, it, there's a lot of neat stuff going on that maybe people don't know about. Yeah, I think one of the big things, and one of the things that most people are asking about is our Catamount Sports and everything that's happening. Uh, especially as different conferences around the country either started or stopped or restarted their their fall sports and fall activities. Uh, the Southern Conference isn't technically restarting their fall activities, but uh, football teams are allowed to participate in some non-conference games this fall. Uh, and then our main conference schedule will take place in the spring semester, and they're still currently working out that schedule. So there will be a spring schedule released at some point on our catamountsports.com website. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Um, but we have a couple of games for football uh, coming up later in November uh, as we kind of pre-kick off the season uh, on November 14th at Liberty. Uh, and then the following weekend, we go to Eastern Kentucky. Yep, taking on the Flames and the Colonels. Um, in fact, this past week, we began the first of two four-week training sessions in preparation for Liberty in Eastern Kentucky, the games that will take place in mid-November, uh, which is actually right at the end of the, of the semester here. No home games this year. But one of the, one of the uh, quotes that I read from uh, Coach Spear that in talking about safety and doing athletics in the time of COVID, um, uh, he said that there's been a lot of planning that's gone into getting ready. We didn't want to go full until we had the COVID-19 testing piece right for the welfare of our student athletes. 
Now that we've got that part figured out with the help of Harris Regional Hospital, it's getting close to go time. So they are practicing regularly now as part of the two four-week sessions. So it's exciting that um, we're going to get Catamount football, you know, as of this release, we're going to get Catamount football this fall and get a couple of games in. Um, and there's a bunch of interesting questions about football that we could talk about in terms of, you know, uh, one of the all-time great quarterbacks that this institution's ever had, Tyree Adams, obviously graduated, no longer on the team. So we've got an interesting quarterback competition we could talk about um, and that we'll see play out uh, over the course of those two games. Um, you know, how are all of our, how are our defenders kind of uh, maturing? We had a real young defense, real young offensive line. So it'll be interesting to see how Coach Spear gets his guys up and ready. Um, but I know that that was secondary to actually making sure that our student athletes stay safe while they're getting ready for the season. Yeah. And uh, so it'll be an interesting season of kind of, you know, it's kind of our version of a preseason this fall as we get ready for our spring season. One of the things that I'm looking forward to, and I know the team's looking forward to as well when we hit to the springs time is our new turf is installed on the field. Uh, it, it's been over 10 years since the last turf was installed. So uh, it's a really nice looking turf uh, and field for our, our players to be on this year. And uh, looking forward to them being out there practicing and in some home games in the spring. Yeah, it's, it's a real shame that we are, uh, that that new turf is going to sit uh, unseen for, you know, the first six or seven months it's actually available here on campus. But it is really, really nice. Patrick, I don't know if it, if it talks about us getting old or whatever, but I remember when the previous turf was installed uh, and uh, how nice it was. And um, just you don't think about how much wear and tear is on the turf until you see a new one put down. And when you compare what we saw last year, if you were to walk out there now and take a look at this new turf, it is, it's night and day. It's such a, you know, the, the greens are brighter, the purples are deeper, the golds pop more. So um, it's really, really nice. And uh, I know that everybody's anxious to get to a spot where we can at least have some fans, hopefully in the future, come and take a look at, at this brand new uh, turf. Yeah, and, and one of the kind of the unexpected uh, consequences of COVID-19 with the turf is, in essence, we're going to be able to get an extra year of life out of it uh, by having all of our games next year instead of games this year at home. Uh, so we're going to be able to extend the life of the new turf a little bit, uh, kind of unexpectedly as well, to keep that going for the next generation of Catamount athletes that are that are playing on that field. Yep, and uh, speaking of Catamount athletes taking the field, uh, the last kind of bit we want to talk about with football uh, as the NFL season has got kicked off the last two weeks uh, is our catamounts in the NFL. Uh, only one active player in the NFL currently, Keon Crossan, cornerback for the Houston Texans, uh, who was originally a draft pick of New England Patriots, uh, won a Super Bowl with them his rookie year. Um, and then John Brannon, who uh, just uh, was on our catamount football team this past year on 2019, uh, was signed to the practice for squad for the LA Chargers as a cornerback. So uh, nice to see that um, Keon is, is active in the league and then John on the practice squad uh, kind of working to get his way as a, as a regular player for the Chargers. He's actually getting to be in a brand new stadium right now out in LA. Uh, but it's exciting to see our catamounts in the NFL. Yeah and you know we always keep an eye on those on our former athletes that are playing professionally and uh, Keon Carlson 
looking good in his first game there with, with Houston this year. And so excited to see what kind of season he has the potential to have uh, with the Texans. Yeah, I would say if you, if you look at kind of alumni, kind of we'll say post-2000 and success they've had professionally, athletically, you, you immediately think of Kevin Martin, who was a first-round NBA draft pick. And so we'll say modern generation, 2000 onward. Um, Kevin Martin uh, obviously had a very, very successful NBA career um, with a number of teams. Think of JT Poston, who's you know, regularly competing and winning PGA uh, Tour events. Uh, I think of Greg Holland and Tyler White, who won World Series with the Kansas City Royals and Houston Astros. Uh, and then Keon is one of, I'd say, you know, in the top five or six professional athletes in terms of success, they've really been able to build, build for themselves post-WCU career. And you mentioned uh, Kevin Martin, so that's a great transition over into our basketball uh, for this fall. Uh, it was announced by the National Association of Basketball Coaches on, that the season will start on November 25th for NCAA basketball. Uh, and that was uh, tweeted out by our men's basketball team as well. So looking forward to seeing uh, what kind of altered schedule will be in place for basketball when that is ready to release. Uh, and looking forward to seeing uh, some some games in, in the Ramsey Center that's currently under renovation uh, as well, but um, exciting that we'll be having more sports happening on campus this fall. Yeah, and I, th I think, Patrick, this, this has never been, like, in, in our history here at Western, this would probably be one of the more anticipated seasons we've had in quite a while. I would, I would say that um, on the back of a really successful uh, year for Coach Prosser last year and really building uh, the team and the image he wants, um, you've got an all-world basketball player. Mason Faulkner is terrific, um, and he's back for his uh, senior season this year. Um, so there's a lot of anticipation for some really, really good uh, results for men's basketball this year. So uh, some heightened expectations and a lot of heightened excitement with folks who have uh, watched the basketball team carefully um, over the course of the last several years. I will say I appreciate, as a, as a pro wrestling fan, you know, I'm a bit of a nerd uh, like that, and we've talked about it on this show probably multiple times, uh, and I know that there's a fellow wrestling nerd in the athletics department because the way that WCU announced or kind of retweeted the NABC announcement about the November 25th national start date for men's basketball was a spoof of the WWE uh, Bray Wyatt and his Wyatt family clan from several years ago. They would come out holding a, uh, a lantern and they'd say, we're here, and they'd blow it out. And so our men's basketball team did that almost uh, frame for frame, copying the, the Wyatt family from WWE. So I don't know if that was a Daniel Hooker decision or if somebody on the men's basketball staff is a big WWE fan as well. But as a pro wrestling nerd, I appreciated the hat tip to uh, the Wyatt family, which was a great stable uh, several years ago. Uh, we mentioned earlier, we were talking about professional athletes, uh, Patrick, uh, JT Poston. And so that brings us to our men's golf team, who is currently competing in two tournaments this fall. One of them is actually ending today as we record this on September the 22nd. Uh, but we also have another one taking place next weekend that is named for JT Poston. Yeah, uh, JT's done a phenomenal job uh, with his professional career um, and always enjoy watching him compete. Uh, and it's great that our, our men's team are able to, to get out and compete some as well uh, in tournaments this fall uh, for our Catamount men's golf team. 
Yep, competing in tournaments. The one they are finishing up today took place in Tennessee. The JT Post and Invitational from September 27th to 29th is going to be taking place in Georgia. So not having to travel far from here in Culloway to get that game action in. And I'm sure, you know, golf is one of those sports where if anything can be done socially distanced and safe in the time of COVID, uh, I believe golf is probably the sport that can really thrive and, and have the most normal style atmosphere uh, as it's a much more individual game uh, where, you, where you have individual scores composing, uh, composing your team score and, and things like that. So that's what's happening in the world of Catamount Sports. Again, check out catamountsports.com for any updates uh, and uh, in news regarding our athletics. And now we'll talk a little bit about campus activities, which is another big deal for our students here on campus. Yeah, so uh, campus activities, uh, as um, as the governor kind of moved us into phase 2.5 uh, reopening, uh, was allowed us to kind of recreate some of our events on campus. Um, and even on campus, though, uh, the university made the decision to kind of stay with the 2.0 uh, reopening guidelines for uh, distancing and number of people that could be at events. But what that's really allowed us to do is allowed us to have some unique outdoor events and opportunities for students. Um, and so one of the changes this year uh, for all of our campus activity events is res reservations are required for students uh, via Engage. Uh, and so that way we can just make sure that we're staying within all the guidelines for reopening and capacity. But it also allows us to provide a, a more kind of detailed event for those participating now that we know uh, for certain how many students are coming for every event. Uh, but Josh, you actually went to one of these events recently that you want to kind of highlight your experience at the event. Yeah, I uh, was able to surprise uh, my wife, Brittany, and we did a little mini date night uh, this past weekend uh, for, I think, the first drive-in movie event that we've had on campus this semester. Um, they did a Hocus Pocus screening uh, that was available for 33 cars. Um, and so obviously, you know, there's a set number of people that can fit in the car. You weren't packing them in there like sardines. Uh, um, and uh, we, were, we went through Engage and I reserved uh, or put in a request to reserve a spot that came back, downloaded the Cork app. If uh, you are a WCU student or even a family member of a WCU student, um, getting that Cork app is going to help you tremendously understand what's happening on campus. It's C-O-R-Q. Just type that into the app store on either Android or iPhone devices and it'll pop up. Uh, then you can log in with the WCU account or just pull up WCU and see what's happening on campus. Um, and then uh, essentially when we got accepted into the program via Engage, it updated our Quark app. It gave us an access code. There were folks there checking access as you drove up. Um, uh, we were in the Creek lot, which is directly across from the Ramsey Center. Um, they had the big screen set up. Um, even the cars were socially distanced. So it's not like you were crammed in there parking spot by parking spot. They had it spaced out really nicely or there was, you know, um, at least, you know, five to 10 feet between every single car. Um, they asked everybody to turn their lights off. The windows were even up. So it's not like you even, if you were close to a car, you could even, even, been exposed to anything because um, windows were up and the audio came through the radio station. So you just put it on a specific frequency in the movies, audio played through your car speakers. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was super duper safe. The only time you were allowed out of your vehicle is if you had to go and use the restroom. 
Um, there were security walking around. There was LNP staff members walking around. Everybody had masks. You were required to have a mask when you pulled up in the car. You were, um, they asked you, you know, are you feeling sick, running temperature, et cetera, so some screening questions. But I thought it was really, really well handled, and it was a lot of fun, and it was a neat way to see that our campus activities professionals have really tried to think outside the box of different experiences they can present to, to our students. And, and we had a tremendous time and really enjoyed it, popped our own popcorn and brought it with us, uh, cooler drinks. Uh, so uh, we, had a, we had a really good time, and I would definitely encourage any of our students to, if you, you see another drive-in movie or an outdoor movie coming up anytime soon, to definitely check that out because, like I said, it was super safe. Everybody took the, the requirements very seriously, and, and I was very impressed by both our staff and our students who were there to have a good time. Yeah, who would have thought that uh, drive-in movies would be the one thing that would make the comeback in 2020? Tell you what, somebody who never sold there, like the one person who, who never closed their drive-in movie, it, was, it looks like a genius right now. So, uh, and I, I know that uh, even here in our mountain region, I know that Franklin's had a successful summer with Ruby Theaters, have been doing some outdoor movies as well. Um, so uh, that, that was a lot of fun. There are some uh, upcoming events though, Patrick, we want to highlight. These are just taking place throughout the end of the month here in September. Uh, but the first is a tie-dye event that's happening on Thursday, September 24th from 4 to 7 p.m. on the UC lawn via campus activities. Uh, when you go to Engage, there are 30-minute spots available there. You can kind of reserve your spot to go and do the tie-dye and have fun. So, again, more information on that is available from uh, Engage. Uh, it's just engage.wcu.edu uh, for, for more details about that upcoming tie-dye event. So LMP will also be doing a movie on the lawn. Uh, they'll be showing Bad Boys for Life Thursday, September 24th through Saturday, September 26th. This movie will be shown at 8 p.m. each night. You do need to register online uh, through Engage for a space for that. We'll be socially distancing on the lawn. Uh, but be sure to come out this weekend and check, our, and check out the Bad Boys for Life movie uh, presented by LMP. There's also one final event taking place uh, towards the end of September on Friday, September 25th at 6 p.m. LMP is going to be hosting a virtual Pokemon battle tournament online via the Pokemon Showdown game. You can find more details out, register for the Zoom. I think it's a single elimination tournament. So if you're looking to stretch your video game muscles, that'll be a way to do it uh, and go have fun battling the Pokemon with LMP Friday, September 25th at 6 p.m. Again, that's a digital program. All of the LMP events for the foreseeable future are going to require that you um, register uh, or request admission via Engage. Uh, and one of the things to keep in mind is that you shouldn't just go register for everything just thinking you may go. There are limited spots available. And if you register and don't show up for, I think it's up to three events, LMP has the right to deny any kind of future event registration. So make sure that you're keeping up with them and not just registering for everything and then leaving folks hanging um, so folks will miss out on the opportunity because they are doing, being strict kind of about if you register, you need to show up or you need to let them know you're not coming so they can let another person in uh, since uh, numbers have to be kept small due to COVID-19. That's everything that's happening with campus activities. Uh, there's also a lot going on with our campus recreation and uh, wellness uh, right now. So the gym is opened back up, Patrick, which is, uh, which is exciting for the first part of the semester. We've not had, um, we've not had access to, to the gym. Uh, so now that it is back open again, but it is open under COVID-19 kind of protocol. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? 
Yeah, so one of the, a couple of changes that are taking place this year uh, with the gym is you do have to register in advance uh, to enter in for the gym. Uh, so you'll be registering online for that. Um, uh, reservations will be available up to three days in advance and will close 30 minutes prior to the time slot. Uh, you can cancel your reservation online at any time. Uh, and if you do register in advance and aren't able to uh, make it for the time that you register, please make sure that you uh, cancel that reservation so that our campus recreation staff know that you're not going to be coming and also to allow someone else an opportunity uh, to register for that event. Um, and so you need to go online and register, and those are for the different workout spaces that will be taking place uh, inside. Uh, and participants are able to register for a one-hour time slot per day. Uh, we're doing this and, and limiting how many time slots are available and how many times that you can enter to allow as many students as possible an opportunity to come through the CRC. Uh, we do ask that you arrive at the CRC 15 minutes prior to your registered start. Uh, and then that way we can get you in and get you that way you can get your workout in and then we can also make sure that everything is cleaned uh, at different times throughout the day by limiting the times and availability uh, that you're able to register for. Uh, but you're able to go online and pick out all of the different online times and registration spots uh, throughout the day and, and, and weeks for our CRC. Yeah, one of the things we pulled up um, as we're doing research, I, I just pulled up a random day. So, for example, tomorrow, Wednesday, September 23rd, uh, there is one, two, three, four, five. So there are 12 different spots available for folks to register for time. So 12 different one-hour increments where folks can register. Um, the folks at CRC uh, are working really hard to make sure that the facility is available. Patrick, you mentioned if you can't, if you sign up for a time and you can't go, please let them know so they can offer that spot to somebody else who may want to take advantage of the facilities. Um, there's also ways to get involved with our Campus Recreation Center outside of just your standard workout uh, on machines, lifting weights, that kind of thing. Uh, Reed Pool is currently available for open swim with reservations. Um, you'll need to obviously read the Reed Pool open swim protocols and check out hours of operation on their website. Group exercise is actually going to be happening, which is which is kind of cool. Will be held in person with limited availability, around eight people per class, physical distancing, and required face coverings. Uh, they're also going to be doing some virtual group exercise classes. Again, all of this information can be found at myrec.wcu.edu, where you can reserve your gym time as well. And then finally, intramurals is still happening at WCU. Now, maybe not the intramurals that you are would be accustomed to this time of year with soccer and flag football and basketball getting ready to get started but like you would traditionally see but there are a number of of um campus recreation and wellness events taking place i think there is um just over the course of the next month or so you'll you can do a can jam tournament cornhole there is a fifa 20 esports tournament uh an nba a bracket pick them for the nba playoffs there's disc golf tournament there's tennis tournament um, uh, NBA 2K esports tournament, Rocket League esports tournament. There's an outdoor guide development program, the the Tuck River cleanup. I mean, there's a number of stuff that is that is scheduled and ready to go. Again, you can find a list of those via Engage in the Department of Campus Recreation and Wellness Events. You're also welcome to check out kind of equipment rental and, and how that's looking at myrec.wcu.edu. So 
plenty of ways to get physically active and take advantage of our beautiful location here deep in the, the heart of the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, I mean, like we mentioned early on in, in the broadcast, uh, it's really astonishing how quickly our campus partners have been able to create a plethora of events for students uh, to be able to enjoy this fall semester, uh, whether it's through our campus activities or the CRC, all kinds of different activities and events to keep students engaged, keep them active, uh, and to create the, the best experiences we can for the craziness that is fall 2020 here in Cullowee. Absolutely. One other thing we want to note uh, about the campus recreation and wellness activities, they always expect everyone to follow the three W's, wear a face covering, wait six feet apart, and wash your hands when uh, taking part in campus rec facilities and or activities. Um, but yeah, you mentioned I've, I have never been more proud to be associated with Western than I am now. I think that the university has worked really, really hard. Um, but no matter how hard the university works, it's still up to the students to uh, kind of follow protocols and make sure they're being safe. And I think that the, the testing numbers have shown that, that Western has done a really good job and our students have really bought in. And I'm, I'm really proud that everybody's taking it seriously and working really hard to try and, you know, power through this pandemic. And then hopefully, you know, the, the more we, we follow protocols and we do good and uh, then the better and the quicker things can maybe turn back to normal. So there's never been a time where I've been more proud of this campus community and uh, kind of reaching the high ideals I've always thought that, that we had and have been meeting them and exceeding them. Yeah, and for those listening that would like more information about everything that is going on on campus, uh, especially related to COVID-19, uh, if you go to our main WCU webpage uh, and then just go up to the quick links at the top right-hand corner, there is a link that will take you to our COVID-19 updates uh, and you'll find all of our different resources and information on that webpage. You'll also find out information about our Catamounts Care program uh, and ways that we're helping students uh, stay engaged uh, and holding each other accountable during this fall semester uh, as we navigate everything that is uh, a university life in the, in the COVID world. Um, and kind of as we talk about different changes and events that are taking place uh, for our current students. Do want to highlight some upcoming events uh, that will be taking place for our future students. Uh, so we will begin offering campus tours uh, for students that you can register for online. Uh, those tours will actually begin on Monday, September 28th, uh, will be the first of those tours. And at this time, we're offering tours Monday through Friday, all the way up until the, the Friday before Thanksgiving. Tour times are, uh, see here, we have a 9 a.m. time, a 9.15, an 11.30, 11.45, a 2 p.m., and a 2.15. So six different times throughout the day that you're able to select a campus tour. We are limiting the number of guests that are able to participate in a campus tour event. Uh, and you do have to follow all of our Catamount Care safety guidelines, uh, which require face masks being worn on campus, uh, as well as everything else that our current students, faculty, and staff are following. We will be expecting guests to follow those same guidelines uh, as we begin opening the campus back up to our future students to get a glimpse of what life is like here in Cullowee. We'll also be offering two open house events this fall. Uh, the first open house event will be on Saturday, October 24th, and then the second event will be on Saturday, November 14th. 
We are finalizing details for these events at these, this time, uh, but currently these events will all be taking place outside. So no, no part of the event will be taking place inside. Uh, for the most part, we'll have a couple of buildings open for restrooms uh, for guests as they're coming through that day. More information about our open house will be emailed out to the guests that have already registered as well as be updated on our open house website at openhouse.wcu.edu. Uh, once we have that information ready to share with everyone. For information about all of our campus visit opportunities, you can go online to visit.wcu.edu uh, to find out information about visiting campus in person, going through our virtual tours, uh, as well as listening to the podcast. All of our episodes are stored there as well. Uh, so plenty of opportunities to keep engaged and find out everything that's happening and going on on campus here in Culloway. Absolutely, Patrick, well said. Glad to be having people, uh, prospective students back on campus. There's no way knowing uh, how great campus is until you can come see it for yourself. So we're excited to be welcoming uh, guests back for tours and open houses and uh, students who may be joining us in, in January. Uh, we're excited to be having you, uh, having you uh, join us for orientation in whatever sh form or shape that ends up taking. Come, uh, come to start of next semester uh, and in the next year as well. So uh, for Patrick Frazier, we want to thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we'll see you next time right here on the WCU Podcast. podcast. And as always, go Cats!